0: Hey guys, I'm back. This is for the Sagittarius woman segment. You know, I just finished the men and I wanted to make sure to get Sagittarius finished on Sagittarius season because it's only right, right? I've been pretty good with everything else so far, you know, and I just want to be able to make sure that you guys, you know, get to learn about the woman. And, you know, as I continue to look over my analytics, those, these episodes do the best. They have the most listeners. Um, and so far, Libra has a shit ton. Both Libra woman and man have the most plays. Leo man comes in second. Uh, Sagitt- I mean, Scorpio and Scorpio man and woman both have almost equal um, I think the least played is the Leo woman. So I don't know. I guess the, the men episodes usually have the most. Actually, the Leo, the Libra woman has the most plays out of all. Um, but yeah, um, the man and the woman, I think it's only like two episodes, uh, two listeners slower than the woman. But yeah, I noticed these episodes get a, the most attention. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying it because I'm sure it's kind of nice to listen and compare if you are dating that sign um, to see if it's like somewhat accurate because that's exactly what I did for the Scorpio one so yeah but anyway um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and jump right into it Um, it is the Sagittarius woman and you guys are known as the maven you're the sign of sexual splendor so let's go ahead and jump into it. And this is from the same book um, Sexology The Astrology of Sex and the Sexes by Starsky Sar- and Cox. <clears throat> In life's rich pageant, Sagittarius woman is the con- contestant most likely to walk away with the crown. A radiant, regal figure, she presides over experience, exuding an air of deservedness directed toward all that she desires. To her, the world is an abundant place where she can reach out and grab all the all she envisions. Struggle is anath- anathema to sad. She keeps her eye on one particular prize at a time and sensing the right opportunity lets her ar- archerous arrows fly with swift precision, hitting her far-reaching marks while remaining removed from the fray of embattling human interaction. She appears the perfect leader, one who is... At all brains, body, beauty, and the ability to amass as much devotion from others as she does coin for her coffers. Wealth, it would seem, is her personal birthright. A vividly glamorous character, Saj does not merely slip into situations. Rather, she explodes onto the scene. Meanwhile, despite such signature res, resplendence, resplendence, she tends to be skittish, often harboring emotional anxieties and low self-esteem. All. Uh-huh. Still, more, more, more is Saj's woman's motto, both in her professional and private lives, not one to live on live on love alone. She makes a successful match with a man who will share the auspice of power couple, drawn to dashing father figures who indulge her trademark fairytale expectations. Conversely, in a same-sex bond, she seeks a serious-minded mentor who might expose her to a world of knowledge and vast cultural influences. Well, that's kind of like the way opposite of like the Sagittarius male. That's weird how the male is so like overly confident with everything, and the Sagittarius women's known to have low self esteem. That's weird. Um, so I do know, of course, Sag women. My sister is a Sagittarius. Um, my best friend is a Sagittarius. Um. And one of the sadges that I want to talk about for a second. Uh, I could kind of see it actually after it said that. But I don't know if you guys, I don't really watch much TV. <clears throat> actually, I don't really watch TV at all unless I'm sick. And I was sick. That's why I'm so late with these episodes. Um And... I saw that there was this show called Are You the One? I know I've heard of it. It was an MTV show. I never sat down to watch it because I just, I'd rather be doing something productive or, you know, like out in nature or doing something fun than sitting, watching a, a TV, you know, I only really watch TV at night with my husband. Uh, we usually will pick a certain um, series and we'll watch it together. Right now we are doing sense of anarchy, fucking amazing. Um, I've always kind of seen it on and off TV, like I said, because I haven't really, I don't really watch it, watch TV. So it's a really great show. Um, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it, but we've pretty much been binge binge watching it. But yeah, anyways, I, you know, when my husband's at work and because I was sick, I watched Are You the One? I binge watched season one. And right now, I'm like on season two, but now that I'm feeling better, I'm not really watching as much. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like that season is just not as good as the first one because they're, in my opinion, not making wise choices. Excuse me, I'm having an issue with my throat. I'm so sorry. Let me drink. And it might be a little loud because I drink from a gallon drug water bottle with a straw. anyways okay sorry about that so the girl on season one her name is Brittany I can't remember her last name but her name is Brittany and she was just obsessed with I think his this the guy name was Adam And it kind of drives me nuts when I watch reality shows because then when people start acting all kinds of ways and I'm on my phone, like, Oh my God, what is his, you know, like sign and stuff. And it's, it's kind of crazy. My husband, like is, he's like, you're just like too obsessed sometimes, but I can't help it. You know, like it's just really interesting to me. Plus, you know, I also pursue a, a psychology you know, I have a BA in psychology and I'm pursuing a doctoral and I can't help, but to really put those two together, like just how I love seeing how people interact with each other and, you know, like how their personalities are clash or either they, they clash or they work together and everything. But this girl, she was like pissing me off because, name's Brittany. I looked it up. She's a Sagittarius. Adam is a Taurus. Adam seems like he was the Casanova of the team. This dude's just fucking girls left and right. And the thing is, he would fuck Brittany all the time, but then treat her like complete and absolute shit. And this girl just, it's almost like she had no self-esteem for herself and the boy would embarrass her, like l- literally having to yell at her saying, get the fuck away from me. I don't want nothing to do with you. And he did this exactly after he had sex with her. After he had sex with her, it's like he threw her away. And I was just so fucking disgusted about it. So disgusted. But yeah, she's like, he's my perfect match. He's my perfect match. Of course, I mean, spoiler alert, they're not a perfect match. But... um. <sighs> I was just like, girl, like, what are you doing? Like, the dude is literally, like, eating that shit up, eating that this girl is just all over him and wants him, and he doesn't want her, and I mean, she's not taking the hint when he says, stay away from me, I don't want to talk to you. Like, let the dude go. Like, eventually, throughout the, you know, he didn't talk to her for a while, but then, of course, when he couldn't get asked from anyone else, who did he run back to? her, and she gave it to him with no problem, and then all the guys were like, girl, he's not interested in you, he's not your match, move on, no, I'm not fucking moving on, don't tell me what to do, typical stash, don't like to be told what to do, don't like to be boxed, they want to do their own shit, but it's just like, it just showed to me a lack of, I don't know, like, self-esteem on her part, because you're willing to take that much, you know, like, Like you're willing to take this dude basically treating you like shit and in front of people at that, you know, it's not like he pulls her to the side, like, Hey, you know, leave me alone. You know, I don't want to deal with you. I'm trying to like find my perfect match. No, he's like hollering in front of like the show host and the whole house and saying he doesn't give a shit about her and all this stuff. And it's just embarrassing. I felt so I had such secondhand embarrassment for her. But it's just like, ladies, and even men, please don't take that shit. <laughs> like don't allow someone just to put you down and treat you like just a body. Just it it just really bothers me when when people do that. You know what I mean? Like just the human bo- the human itself is just more than just it's more than a dick. It's more than a vagina. It's more than tits and ass and everything. It's just a it's a whole person with emotions and a mind and everything else that needs to be, you know, uh, taken care of. And it just, I I don't like to see, and it, it, to me, not saying girls don't always do it, but it's it's mainly men who do this to women and it fucking kills me. Like, I just hate it. I, I just literally want to slap the shit out of them because it's just like, don't be an asshole. Like, If you didn't want nothing to do with her, stop fucking her. You know what I mean? I just, it just, I I hate that. I'm getting off on a tangent again. I'm sorry. (laughs) So let's go ahead and jump into, um, sag, woman, sex and sexuality. All right. So let's start. Whether in business or in the bedroom, sagis modus operandi is to make others feel empowered often through simple flattery, which experience tells her turns people to putty in her hands. She is easy on the ego as she affixes those around her with superlatives, everyone she comes in contact being deemed the most fill in the blank. One of her signs mottos is, we think, the other is, I understand. A nod to the global communication associated with the ninth house Sure, but something that also translates quite vividly into quintessential sad female behavior, especially when she's with a man who she's. I'm sorry, I felt like I was gonna like hiccup and burp at the same time. Kind of burped a little bit. My bad if you heard it. Love you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for dealing with me. Seriously, I know I can just be doing some weird shit, but it's just who I am. But I appreciate that you guys listen anyway. <laughs> Any, anyway, so especially when she's with a man whom she's been marked as a potential mate, she not only tends to agree with everything the guy says, making him feel like a veritable genius in the process, but she also makes it clear she shares his prodigious thoughts on anything from politic politics to the philosophy of existence to such a degree that two of them are cer- cerebrally, if not spiritually, connected. Is that really, like, a good thing, though, if you agree with everything, but maybe they're going to explain that? Because to me, uh, if, I don't know, if you're not, if you know you don't agree with that and you're kind of just fibbing, fib, fibbing your way to get someone to to make it look like you both have some things in common, that's kind of weird. And really, it kind of sounds like a Libra thing, to be honest, because when I was younger, mm, I rocked my own beat, but I, like, if if, if it was, like, like a guy that was into something I didn't know, I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, and then I'd just go research the fuck out of it so I'd know what I'm talking about, like, (laughs) on the next time we go out, but I don't know. I had learned eventually, though, luckily at an early age that that shit's not cute, and, you know, a lot of guys actually, I mean, some guys may like it, but some guys, it. They feel like you're not your own person, like you're just kind of molding into them. But, anyways, let's continue. Miss Heightened Experience can't simply acknowledge, acknowledge that she and a first date might say have a lot in common. To her, such shared sentiments are tantamount to their being predestined soulmates. As it is in Sagittarius' cel- celebratory company, one feels compelled to toast at steady intervals, in large part because she may perpetually be proposing one with glass rays and eyes glazed over and a loaded appreciation of even having just met. Wow. Of course, she attracts her fair share of bonds, bonds vivants, if not outright loafers who don't see much beyond her appearance as an enthusiastic party girl. It doesn't help such slouchers that in her admiring eyes they've become exalted epicureans, at least momentarily, for when Sag is convinced that a guy has obvious problems, she will label him a loser, completely steering clear of his company in the future. Ironically, in light of her notably generous nature, she, Sag may be the, be the least likely female to give a guy slack in the face of his faults or foibles. It's one area where she completely where she simply cannot be forgiving. Saddest life is lived in an internal winter circle and though she initially assumes the best in everybody she has no sympathy when it's proven otherwise. Though native to the zodiac, zodiac oh my god I cannot sorry. zodiacal sign of benevolence which rings true in most cases the archeress's abundance consciousness might nonetheless preclude her from altruistic understanding of those less fortunate than herself this insensitivity shows up in some small ways for one she is notoriously dismissive of those in service positions waiters janitors hotel maids, shop clerks for instance whom she regards as beneath her unable to get that regal sage brain around the fact that these are just jobs not evidence of innate inequality more obviously, she may shy away from involvement in charitable, in charitable causes, except maybe to write the occasional check. Otherwise, she can be guilty of a rather let-them-eat-cake-take-on objection. Ooh. She's like, Marie Antoinette, we don't want that. You know what happened to her. She got beheaded. <laughs> it is as if she is too programmed toward optimism to be consistently aware of pain and suffering. It simply doesn't fit her exalted vision of existence. Oh, wow. Okay. Pay attention, y'all. You know, there is pain and suffering in the world. Trust me, it's okay to be optimistic, but please realize there are people who are less fortunate than you and hurting and suffering. Likewise, when it comes to choosing a mate, her ruling Jupiter comes startling into play. Call the higher... Benefic, the planet brings luck on both the astral and the material planes. Unlike Venus, the lower benefic, um, which for instance charms the Libra of woman's life on the ideological astral plane alone, and whereas the scales lady can easily settle in with a starving artist so long as she and her mate lead a principled creative existence, the savage is not so willing to sacrifice bucks for a beautiful mind. That's kind of sad, cause that's one thing that I love about being a Libra, and I feel like all Libras, like we don't. I mean, I've I've dated men, one man only really. Um, well, yeah, I guess in, in adulthood, yes, I dated one man who, he had a job and he had lost it, and he had lost it for a while, and, um. I, that didn't bother me because if anything, I wanted to let him know that, you know, because he got really down on himself about it. I encouraged him. I made sure to lift him up. You know, I worked more hours and everything and we worked together and me only being the one having money, it doesn't bother me because I'm the kind of woman that I don't need a man to take care of me. Like, yeah, great. I want someone who is my equal, which I found, you know, we both build an empire together, but I would not like, if he, let's say if my husband lost his job now, I wouldn't leave him over it. I would, you know, do the same that I did the last relationship, you know, and build him up and help him, you know, like find, you know, like work if that's what he wants and everything else, because I can make my own money and you know, there's times where you may have to, you know, take over for the household. And that's, that's, to me, that's fine. That's what a relationship is. Like, not everyone's going to start at the top. And I'm, I would never, if, if I fall in love with someone and they're, like it said, a starving artist or an artist, I'm going to love that person and just like work with them and continue to build them up and, you know, help them achieve their goals and their dreams. Because, that's what love is to me. Love is sacrifice. Love is not always going to be, you know, living in a big house and a white picket fence and having hundreds of thousands of dollars and being able to shop and eat sweets all day and and a lovely picnic. It's just, it's not any of that stuff. So, um, I'm sure not all, you know, people are like that, but that it's just kind of sad. It's just, it's just sad. You know, like money is just not everything. Money doesn't buy happiness in my opinion money it creates freedom to be honest um i don't want anyone to demonize money because money is what allows you to be free and if you're like how is that because think about it when you have money you don't owe anyone right you don't have to take out loans you don't have to borrow money from people you don't have to get you know like car loans you can pay for everything with cash own it and not have to worry about oh no, uh, so you know Ryan the the loaner is gonna come garnish my check because I can't afford to pay it, or I'm gonna get sued because I can't afford this, and you know oh no I lost my job how am I gonna pay for my car like you you don't have to worry about that shit, and that's that's a good thing in my opinion, like you know a lot of the time you know I used to be one of those ones that demonized money too you know I was like oh money. is the root of all evil. And I actually found out because I am Christian that it's, it's only evil if you worship money, basically the love of money. So if you're putting money on a pedestal over your fucking fellow human beings, then yeah, that it's not a good thing because you shouldn't be worshiping money. Like just because you want to make more of it doesn't mean you're a selfish person. It just means you have goals. You want to be free. You want to be financially free. You know, you want to be able to live your life. Like if you have money and you, you do right with it and stuff, you don't have to work as hard. You can actually live your fucking life the way you want to live it. You know, that's my fucking goal. I'm sorry. I'm using the F word too much. I When I start getting passionate about stuff, I, I start using F-bombs. I'm sorry. But it's just like I've worked my ass off. I mean, you know, trying to get, you know, like just working hours on top of hours, plus going to school, just doing everything, always chasing like the next thing. And one thing I can tell you that this year taught me is that slow the fuck down. Like, yes, it sucks that we have this pandemic, but it taught us that now is the time that we need to slow the fuck down, reevaluate what we think is important, connect with people, love ourselves, connect with ourselves, and fucking do things that you had to put off before all this shit happened, right? Like I've made myself sick because I just don't know how to slow down because I I, I for some reason I put my worth into what I accomplish, like, my worth, when I get a raise and shit, I, I feel like, oh, confidence, like, oh, I'm getting more money, you know, like, oh, I, uh, I, I got my bachelor's degree, Ooh, the next one is grad school, and, you know, all this stuff, everything has always been, like, a goal to me, it's always a challenge, you know, like, everything I do is in a challenge way, and that's just, you know, that brought me to a point where, I know you guys probably, I don't know if I mentioned it, but in November, I was fucked up. I was having panic attacks daily. And I mean, almost daily for three weeks going in and out of the ER because I'm thinking I'm having either strokes or heart attacks or something and all my shit is fine. And why was that? Because I'm too busy. Every morning I get up and I get up early. I get up when my husband gets up for work. And every day I I think, how can I make money today? And that, you know, it it just, it it just isn't worth all that. You know what I mean? Even though like my body was screaming like, hey girl, um, we're sick. You know, we're not at our best shape. Can you just rest? Can you just slow down? Can you just, you know, I, I, I just, I had a hard time doing that. And now, you know, like I've learned a lot so much this year taught me. Like I've learned herbalism. I've learned how to make my own herbal teas. That's been a huge fact. I'm using things from like old ancient medicines and not like pills and shit, but like crystals. Like that whole time I, I wore fucking amethyst and I wore fucking aquamarine because those are very calming and soothing and healing crystals when it comes to anxiety and shit. I wore a hematite to ground my fucking mind. I have a hematite bracelet on to ground my fucking mind. I prayed, you know, I'm I'm Christian like I said. I pray to God to lead me to ways that could help me where I don't have to be on a bunch of fucking, you know, mental health meds or meds period. You know, my goal, I'm already on meds from the sickness I've been through earlier this year and I, my goal for the next year, in the next coming months, is to get off this shit. Because I've always been someone that only used herbs, and it worked, it works so fucking well for my body. Like, I am so in tune to my body, it's scary. Even the people in the hospital said that. But it's just like, you know, to get back on track, having, it's okay to, to enjoy having a lot of money, because like I said, it's it's freedom. Like having a lot of money, if I want, I can go off to Bali and only choose to work for a few hours, but let my body heal and rest. That's what money provides for you. Money provides for you to be able to take care of yourself, take care of others, not hoard it all to yourself like we have, mil- like lots of billionaires are doing, but to actually take care of yourself and help those who don't have anything money helps freedom, but money does not buy, it does not buy love and it does not buy happiness in my opinion. But I guess being free is happy, but, you know, it's just, it doesn't buy love and I would not sacrifice love for money. I'm sorry. That's just me. Um, that's just how I was raised. Um, that's just how I am. Love love is definitely going to be over money for me. And we can build we can build money together. That's how I look at it. I'd rather have that love and have someone that will want to build you know with me. Because that's just that is so much more satisfying in my opinion, so much more. And if you guys haven't found that yet, you will understand what I'm saying because when you find that person, uh, it's just like everything just starts to fall into place, like, it just falls into place, everything that you're manifesting starts happening, and I actually, I'll tell you a story about me manifesting money after, um, I'm done with this, but I'm going off on a tangent, but it, I don't know, it just kind of was heartbreaking, I just feel like, um, when I see, when I hear, you know, like, things that people would rather choose money over, you know, over, like, um, a beautiful mind or love or, you know, being with an amazing person, it just, it sucks. Anyways. <clears throat> Why should she have to settle? She wonders when she might be able to have it all. And to have it all, she believes, requires giving her all. Sage can be so upset. Obs- Unsubtle in her approach to a man she fancies that at times she she might just as well wear a sandwich board announcing her loving and sexual interest this was like how this girl Brittany was on the are you the one the mighty mutable fire changeable life energy of her sign means that Sage gal puts her whole spirit spirited self into action with an eye on making herself so radiant a presence that a mel- a man will be blinded to everyone else of course, the Sagittarian rearing d- determines that she adopts such an ultimately imposing MO. Having missed much in the way of mother-daughter bonding, Sag can't help but overcompensate where issues of femininity are concerned. Less she fails to realize can actually be more. Just as she notoriously over overextends herself in professional scenarios, relying too heavily on under, under- underlings, often leaving a mess in her wake so too does she take an inflated view of romantic feelings or relationships. Lest we forget the event, conscious Saj needs to celebrate, even trumpet the most minute milestone in the progression of love bond, putting the, on, the, on, the, on, the onus on her lover to, to commemorate each and every tiny anniversary they might have shared. A toast to my darling, to the first time we saw each other, P... That's literally what it says. I <laughs> I am not kidding. With that all with that all of us have such gusto for life. Sag women teaches the world by example how to truly commemorate our existence. The camera rolling third-eye perspective of hers often amounts to an over-intellectualizing of emotions. A need to telegraph feelings instead of simply privately expressing them. For the Sag, precious little of her life is left unspoken, her inherent sense of feeling under some lens developing into a near compulsion to be seen. She may, for instance, relate friends she details of what was meant to be romantic interlude adukes. Such behavior would be annoying if it didn't come from some guileless place. Indeed, one can hardly help getting caught up in Sag's honest exuberance. <clears throat> Eventually, however, she will need to get real and connect any highfalutin ideas about herself with what she truly feels inside. This is the crux of her sign's mutable nature. She is meant to justify the world of appearances. Libra's Apollonian view with her visceral experience, Scorpio's strictly subterranean perspective. The good news is most Sagittarians do eventually mind the gap. Filling in an emotional holes that a far-reaching idealism initially creates, still before she, she successfully achieves her emotional catch-up in life, Sag will trip, stumble, and fall through a fairly set pattern of experience, specifically in her love-sex relationships. Having been so beyond her peers in youth, typically seeking a ticket out of her childhood experience by the time she hits college, Sag is fairly itching to find a guy whose lifestyle matches that which she wishes hers have been like already eager to project herself into such a milieu and begin, and begin one more leg of her far-flung journey. She can't help it. As shallow as it may sound, she latches onto guys who to some degree have had far more privileged upbringing than her own. That archerist within convinced her that a certain guy, just like a particular career, is the one's eyes to go for, explains that girl (laughs) and so she leaves no stone unturned in achieving such a love connection yes still her jumbo sense of self cannot abide so one-sided a dynamic whereby she is the pursuer in typical sag fashion she is both objective and subjective in her approach to a guy she bags her big game boyfriend on the on the premise that she is just as much a prize as she thinks He is, if not more so, for like her male counterpart, she looks for vulnerability and a a mate that might allow her to infiltrate and in sense take the upper hand. So often does a young Saj woman bond with a moneyed or otherwise entitled character with nonetheless feels disenfranchised by his upbringing that the the dynamic of remedy in the relationship will be two-way street, she healing him of any emotional lack he might have experience. She gaining the sense of advantage she feels is due her. Naturally splendid looking, Sagittarius women definitely appeals to a guy's vanity, ready to take on the role of trophy wife or girlfriend and run with it. In keeping with Sag's, the future is now. Philosophy, she tends to marry young, eager to assume a po- position of young society, maven such that even her lofty career goals might approach from a place of ease rather than hungry desperation. If the zodiac's personification of Era is nothing Hera, I'm sorry, is nothing else. She is the consummate wife queen who marries well, happily accepting all that such a distinction might afford her, if only to use it as a stepping stone to begin wielding her own mighty powers. With such a, a form, aforementioned mate, Sag finds all the indulg. All the indulgence she may have missed growing up. For a while she will let herself be spoiled by what additional luxury her love match may offer. Of course, if she had she and her partner are true equals, their power coupled them will stand the test of time. However, as is unfortunately more often the case, that element of compromise Sag accepted by taking on a weak but wealthy character might come back to bite her in the channel and the Chanel clad ass. See? So I, that's why I said money is not everything because, man, I've seen situations where, you know, like, I don't know, where women date a man that they, they're they not really attracted to. They don't really have much in common with, but they had lots of money and they wanted to be that stay-at-home wife. And what happens is they end up being told what to do, what, what they can and cannot do you know, they end up eventually getting divorced or their husband ends up cheating on them because it's uh, someone who obviously dated them for their money. And then they end up with nothing. And that's why I said money is just not everything. Like, just make sure you make your own. Don't depend on someone else to take care of you. I don't give a fuck if they're your husband or not. Like, you know, I like to do everything that I can to help my husband you know, and I get if you're in a spot, then yeah, it's up to them to kind of pull the slack, but don't depend on them to do every single thing, you know, you got to kind of help them out too, you know, but yeah, anyways, eventually the problems or shortcomings She may have overlooked in favor of putting her career on a fast track will begin to wear on her true self, the once independent student of life who, in expecting more from existence, fully embodied the open and versatile spirit that is the mutable fire sign of Sagittarius at its core. Fittingly, what Sag woman must reconnect with in life is what was aptly referred to in antiquity as her inner Juno, a woman's personal spirit god whose male equivalent genius is still used to mean when inspired. It may take a lifetime of soul-searching for women to recognize herself as reality's answer to television's genie, again Juno, a female who chooses to costume herself as a belly button-bearing bimbo, though possessing enough personal power to blow any guy out of the water. This is the Sagittarian female paradox in a nutshell. Despite her inherent might, cerebral... Or otherwise, she still wants most in her heart of hearts to be seen as a physical, desirable, beguiling, and indeed passive female. Yes, master. Might easily be added to the list of Sadger's women's mottos. Still like the small screen genie. One thing the archeress cannot abide is being ignored, if even ever so slightly. A lack of attention makes the Sag highly suspicious. Her overactive imagination left to assume that the overage of intentiveness intenti- she fails to elicit must be being directed toward another woman. Sagittarius is a famous is famous for such projections. Those of you who don't know what it means with uh Sagittarius women basically being the archetype of genie um uh there's this very old show it's probably most likely before any of us time um it's called i dream of genie and i remember when i was like a little kid it came on um it came on um one of the shows that my babysitter would put on um i can't remember what it was was so long ago But anyways, I loved her outfit when I was little because it's, like, this genie outfit. It's, like, this blonde pretty woman who is a genie to this man that she um, actually, like, cares for and stuff and basically does anything he says. So, if you don't know what it is, just look it up. It's called I Dream of Genie. Um, And that's who they're basically referring you guys to. So, anyways... Often it is a symptom of her own dissatisfaction, as envy, a notoriously Hera Juno esque trait, can be a distraction from her own all too familiar sense of lack. In fact, as brutal as she is in her assessment of other women with whom she feels a certain rival- rivalry, she is typically that much more unhappy in her personal life, albeit reluctant to admit it, in brass tacks she those would be power marriages that the Sag Woman often makes prematurely tend to be mere learning curves on her way to full understanding of what she wants from love many a Sagittarius as a result will marry at least twice in her lifetime If anybody is bound to outgrow an early relationship, it is a Sag woman, especially if she sacrificed less for an assured income or inheritance. Particularly as she approaches her sexual prime, Sag will insist on finding a mate who might access her feminine genius on more primal levels. Because so much of what young Sag initially looks for in a mate is representative representative of the lifestyle she seeks to lead. She and a first love or husband might become overly preoccupied with professional issues such that their life together smacks of corporate collaboration rather than conjugal interchange, Uh, conjugal, (sighs) conjugal, Typically, a drastic lack of sexual connection is what leads Sash to pursue new romantic opportunities. To be fair, she is often less than libidinous in her early bonds, but of all the things the archeress ignores in favor of casting her eyes on the future, her own sexuality is the most vengeful in the manner in which it eventually catches up to her. Being half of a working partnership begins to pale in light of her wanting nothing less than worship." As it is the sad nature to long for something better, a complacent uh, mate might one day be shocked to discover that his lady life, lady wife has just run off with some more solvent, more successful, more handsome, more talented, more, more, more. The trick about genies, after all, is that they mustn't be neglected if they're to work their immutable fire magic in a man's life. Inspiring the beautiful, the oh my gosh, inspiring the belief that nothing is impossible to achieve. In fact, the only way to steal a fabled genie away is to appreciate her more than her existing master. And that's typically how it works. If Sag is to leave a relationship, she rarely does so to be on her own. Rather, she will move man to man in the direction of the most mutual appreciation and benefit. Predisposed to wanting the most out of life, Sag women often while still young herself, might easily make a love connection with an older man. Never the blushing bride, Saj was born to be the the madam, the most glaring evidence of her sign's association with the mature 56 to 63 age group. Most of the men who are able to fulfill her requirement as accomplished as older, distinguished gents, even in an early bond with a partner her same age, the couple acts older. While their peers might be out seeing... Bands and grabbing bites at a street vendor, Sage and her mate are boning up on opera and building a wine cellar. Such shows of splendor are like an aphrodisiac for the Sag, but all too often materialism becomes the main focus while sex and love slowly slip away. Indeed, a disproportionate focus on goods may make Sag woman one of the most spiritually challenged characters on the zodiac, zodiac, zodiacal, zodiacal wheel. Fuck, I can't. I'm so sorry. <sighs> and yet, when it comes to her soul's enrichment, she eventually plays catch-up on that score as well. Undaunted, the archeress will continue to shoot for the moon, rarely blaming luxury for her bond's undoing. Determined as she is to have it all, with an older man or a foreign fellow or both like leo she has a lust for aliens but whereas the leo hunts for passionate latin or mediterranean hunks sag has a yin for northerners whose um oh whose inherent stoicism she finds intriguing the lady centaur hopes to feel that much more desired for being younger and comparatively exotic one way in which the archerist infamous far-flung sensibility manifests is is in is in her often relocating to distant lands, typically via some extravagant courtage, like a bejeweled queen being shipped off to wed her king. Um, I wanna say that they do have mentions of what the signs look for like in, you know, physical um aesthetics and even culture. And I don't read that because I think it's bullshit in my opinion. Um, a lot of the times, I think I've mentioned this before, but a lot of the times in these, you know, astrology books that involve, you know, uh, physical aesthetics, they tend to only talk about, um, um, European aesthetics. There is way more people in this world than your, that have, you know, Eurocentric features and it just kind of shits on everyone else. And so I don't, want, I don't want to read those and make someone feel like, oh, no, um, Leo says they only look for Latin and Medi- Mediterranean race. I better not go for Leo because I'm either European or I'm Black or I'm Asian. You know, I, just, I don't want to put that kind of stigma in, in you guys' mind. And to me, I just think it's retarded, in my opinion. I really do. I I just, it bothers the hell out of me. Like there's even a book that I have, uh, for my sexual psychology book. Whoa, not sex, sexual psychology. I'm sorry. I don't know where I got that from. It's because I saw the word sexual anyways, for my, um, medical astrology book, um, it's about what the signs are supposed to look like. And in this book, Even the author herself, because it was written a long time ago, and, you know, back then when everyone was in, you know, when there was an America, I guess, uh, people, it was written from, I think, people of European descent, and so all the the features of the signs are all European-based. So, like, Libra. It says Libras are blonde uh, with pale skin obviously, that's not true, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I don't have blonde hair, but it's just like, you know, it, it's just stupid, so, um, I could read those kind of books to you, but I just, you know, I, I know that everyone, from what I've seen on my analytics, is from all over this country, I mean, not country, but the world, all over the world. And I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, no, you know, like it even said for Sag men that Sag men go for Scandinavian types. They like Scandinavian women um, and blonde hair. And that's, again, that's people like who are from like Norway and Sweden and Finland and, you know, those kind of countries where, you know, those are born for like, Viking, you know, like, most of those people there are usually blonde and blue-eyed and everything, and I don't want someone to be like, oh, no, I can't date a Sajamil because he only likes blonde, blue-eyed, you know, European women, so, you know, or Scandinavian women. I just, you know, there's already enough race issues in this world, and I don't want to bring it here. Um, I want everyone to know that it's not true. They don't just go for these type of people, um I know for a fact people love who they love. Everyone has a type, of course, but it doesn't mean that the whole entire birthright of Sagittarius is only gonna go for a model blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, Scandinavian woman. Anyways, just wanted to get that out. So, let's continue. Having finally landed a lauded Mr. Big, one who showers her with heartfelt attention and gifts are divine. Miss Gaudiva is eager to show her gratitude. In light of her sign's knack for display, she is a genius, a generous, and highly enthusiastic lover. Typically, Sag uses her parents' discontented marriage as a strict guide on what not to do. But lacking some essential grounding in this area, Sag's relationships always smack of fantasy. Her love life needing to be glittering and glamorous, the home she shares with her mate, sometimes ludicrously well-appointed, both her body and her man's exercise and sun-kissed, to perfection. Regardless of her actual look, Sag will tend to imagine herself as a long, lean, leggy babe. This state of mind is a clear example of the science focus on mind over matter. Still, if Sag is even reasonably attractive, her home might be strewn with mirrors and photographs of herself, Often in highly stylized por- portrait poses, the message here that her lover so adores her that he must be reminded of his gorgeous Godiva at every turn. Um, Godiva also, I cannot remember. It's been so long since I read that, but it's like a woman I think who rides naked on a horse, but she has long, beautiful blonde hair and she's, of course, a uh, European, and so that's, um, you know, she was very beautiful, I guess, so if you don't know what that is, that's what it's coming from. I can't remember the reason why she was naked on a horse. I feel like it was for, I don't know, I don't want to get anything wrong, but yeah, that's who it is. If you want to look it up, go ahead. Anyways, subtly is certainly not a strength for this child bride of Jupiter, who's often outlanded outlandish energy meets for fierce often very public displays of affection as it is most of such women's love connections are made in the workplace where, where others might feel it's taboo the wild sinitar woman sees no need to strict to strict to to stick to strict decorum um, should the right suit and tie stroll by rarely though will she mingle with an underling while priming the rumor mill with fodder of her playing footsie with a superior sex exec imparts a secret thrill. Once in a relationship, she can't help but flaunt her feelings stroking and hanging all over her man in mixed company, inspiring such silent wishes as get a room. Sagittarius women needs visible shows of devotion from a lover, though she can wrap around her like a pashmina shawl as proof that he is likewise wrapped. Fittingly, she loves to sleep with her man, all entangled and entwined. Hmm, sounds like Sagittarius Man. Sharing him, sharing with him is another way to perform for, her, for that ever-rolling camera. Toting this tendency to demonstrate into the bedroom, one has never heard such moaning, squealing, if not outright whinnying at the top of her lungs. From the third-party lens, she has a fantastic vision in her head of what ultimate lovemaking should look like building sex up to such cinematic proportions may cause her lover to feel incapable of providing fulfillment. I was just about to say cuz in my experience I hear lots of men who um they enjoy hearing a woman moan and you know um you know because they know that they are, you know, pleasing her. But one thing men don't like is when a girl is, like, it's saying, being, like, a cinematic, like, oh, my God, like, oh, you know, like, just horrible, like, loud, pornographic, like, moans. That doesn't seem real to them. And it makes them, like, it actually kind of, like, turns them off a little bit because they know that you're performing. And nobody wants to you know, hear or see someone trying to perform to the utmost best because then it's not, you're not connecting. Like you're too busy. Like, oh, let let me make sure my tits are are propped up perfectly. Oh, let me make sure my waist is twisted. So it's looking like extra like curvy and, you know, like thin. And let me poke out my ass like this. So it's all big and bouncing in his face. And let me moan like all like this and do all this stuff. And you're not really connecting with the sex. You're just really kind of in your head, like making sure everything's perfect. And that's not sexy. You know, sex is just, you know, you're not supposed to be worried about, you know what I mean? Of course, no one wants to look like a slob, you know, but it's about just pleasing your partner and then pleasing you and you guys just connecting with your bodies and your emotions and just everything, like everything around you. It's just like, Completely focused, you know, and a lot of guys just they've said that, you know. I I had a friend, and the funny thing, she's a Libra. Um, <clears throat> she, you know, when I was at like my ex's house, like when we were dating, um, they were they were fucking downstairs while we were upstairs and literally, she was so fucking loud, like, it's just like, oh my fucking God, and, like, all this, like, you know, like, fucks, and loud moanings, like a porno, and I was just like, whoa, you know, and I was like, I'm thinking, like, oh my God, you know, like, not, like, mad or nothing, I was like, my man must be hella turned on by that, he must love that shit, like, you know, that's what I assumed, and and he was like, oh my God, you know, I didn't say nothing to him about it. He was he was just like, oh my God, that's so annoying. It sounds so fake. Guys do not like when things sound fake. And then there's one time, you know, all of his friends were over, you know, I was there cooking and stuff and they were talking about that shit. Like, oh my God, it's the same girl. Cause the sad thing, and I'm sorry, I have a phone in the background. The sad thing is, is that she, I mean, I guess you can't say sad, but It's just kind of like, I I don't know, I guess, I'll keep my opinion to myself. It's just weird in my opinion, I guess, that all three of the guys and their best friends have, they fuck this girl, so they all know um, what she's like, and that she does all that, and then they were talking about how, yeah, she's like, she tries to mimic, you know, porn, you know, like pornos and being loud, and they were like, that's not really their thing and then like you know other guys would say that beyond them and then just throughout my life I've just always heard that and so don't try to overly fake it just be natural you don't have to scream your fucking head off to make it sound like you're getting the best dick of your life like if it's not good don't don't fucking like you know pump it up to be that way like just be honest or just be natural with it you know that's just from my experience, and that's what I heard. So, everyone else could be different. Who knows? Anyways, and sorry for the phone. Ugh, it just always goes off at the wrong time. Anyways, indeed, it takes a man with a mighty ego, not to mention impressive staying power, to live up to Sag's loaded sexual longing and not to feel deflated despite her enthusiastic eggings on. No bones about it. The is a size queen. Uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all like that. Big D. Particularly when it comes to girth, Sag's, love, Sag, Sag's lover had better be as dick as his bankroll if he plans to hang around. Result-oriented, Sag is a stickler for having an orgasm during each and every sexual interlude, and if her guy is reason, reasonably well hung, she is happy to take the reins from, from there. Indeed, she is self-serving in the sack, a big believer that one should take responsibility for one's own pleasure. Oh, Certainly nothing turns Sajon more than herself. As if unbequicious photos of her weren't enough, there are generally plenty of mirrors around in which the archerist can see herself reflected, pre-, during-, and post-coitus, just a real horses are vain. Echoing creatures are forever checking themselves out in mirrors when trotting along an indoor ring. Oh, I didn't know that. So too does a senatorly love to see herself in the throes of passion, especially when her man is groveling at her feet. You know, I never want to hear people say that Libras are all into themselves like this because this trumps Libra. Like I'm, I don't even like, I'm, I'm not like that at all. Like I'm not into looking at myself and all that shit. Like don't get me wrong. If there was like a fucking mirror at the top of Stanley, I would love to see how it looks when my husband's fucking me. But anyways, I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. But, um, (laughs) I, this just, I mean, this just sounds like You would think that Sagittarius is a Venetian, the way they love to look at mirrors. Because, you know, the mirror is one of Aphrodite's symbols. So that's very interesting. Anyways, I mean, they do have Zeus. Uh, She enjoys being orally stimulated, although it's not a fixation. And she doesn't much relish reciprocation. Just as in business, she's the consummate delegator in the bedroom, constantly giving her man gentle hints, if not outright directives on how to drive her pleasure home that much harder. Action, for the most part, is centered below the belt, as her breasts generally offer little in the way of erogenous excitement. Control is important to Saj during sex, and with her typically athletic body, particularly her strong thighs and legs, she can sustain vigorous positions longer than most women. Nice. Whatever she may lack in limberness, she more than makes up for in sheer stamina. Enthusiasm, however, only seems to take Saj so far. Men might remark on how different she is in bed compared to, compared with how one would have imagined her based on the big buildup of courtship, or for that matter, foreplay, wherein she raves and moans and groans. She will experiment in any areas many women wouldn't think of visiting, but when it comes to specifics, Saj is basically a good girl who merely fancies herself someone with exotic tastes. The kinkiest she gets is an exploration of her exhibitionist tendencies. Indeed, most every Sag enjoys masturbating for her boyfriend far more than she likes to do so alone. Just as Sag male elevates his own own, onanism to new heights, so too does his female counterpart make, make art out of popping her own quirk, revealing in her ability to blind her lover with graphically elaborate displays of self-appreciation as being naughty be, becomes something of a fetish for someone so naturally nice and wholesome as sad. That's sexy to me. Because to me, it's like um, when you do that for your man, not only are they turned on, but it shows like a lot of confidence in my pain, because you're like spread eagle, like your v- vagina is all open and you know, he's not doing nothing, he's just looking at how you're touching yourself, and I love how they get, like, that sexy gaze, it's just so, like, it's such a turn on. Anyway, besides such shows, she feels are her duty to perform if she wishes to be considered spectacular. As for all her foibles, Sash definitely doesn't believe in false advertising. She has endowed herself with greatness, projecting such majesty onto her bond with an imperial mate and she isn't about to let the relationship down with anything less than a bang-up job in the bedroom so once showtime arrives over overly zealous our overly zealous archerist must live up to the image of herself projecting in pre-production enter more reasons for express repressed anxiety and her overachiever's sneaking suspicion of questionable self-worth deep down Sagittarius has inherently low-key attitude towards sex but she feels compelled to add a bit of pomp to each carnal uh, circumstance alas it all looks so much better in her head than when in the midst of a sweaty mess let alone when having to strip the sheets reason enough to hire a maid for the most part Sag is really in love with the sed- Oh, excuse me oh my god seduction and romance while even her most intimate acts smack of that ever present in exhibitionism this is one specific sexual arena in which sad women might overindulge and i'm i'm telling you guys once i learn how to edit you won't have to hear phone rings and me hiccuping/like slash like, burps getting stuck in my throat i'm so sorry um <sighs> There's something very nine and a half weeks about the Sash brand of outre eroticism. i is a somewhat sanitized version. What appeals is the temptation of bringing her sexual life with a man into public view. As it is, she and her mate are forever surreptitiously, and that means sneaky, sneaky, groping and snogging even in the finest of restaurants and at the most prestigious of events. Life for Sash should be all build up a prolonged state of over the top foreplay, and of course, Our Lady Godiva even enjoys a healthy dose of shock value. The thing is, the more she projects the sexy vixen persona, even to total strangers, the more she comes to see herself as such a nod to that ongoing auto erotic mind trip she's forever on. She must see herself as wildly, wildly sexy, and heaven help any mate who gives an indication to the contrary. A boyfriend or husband's slightest perf- peripheral vision, for instance, is enough to send her into a jealous rage. Even suspecting that another woman has caught her guy's eye, Sag is capable of erupting into days of outbursts and recrimination. Envy is Saj female's most fatal flaw. Uh-oh. Though quite hypocritically, if she finds herself in a tepid relationship, she will flirt wildly and openly with other men often the husbands or boyfriends of the myriad couple friends who make up the bulk of Sag's social circle. After all, people to her mind come in pairs, and as a married woman, especially she has little contact with single females, among other attributes, Hera is the goddess of marriage, and Sag shares her sign sister Jane Austen's obsession with that sacred bond. Couple scenes, though generally not swapping per se, are often among the fantasies that Saj women entertains, However, these imaginings usually begin and end as they should with the other man feeling desperate to have her. As always, she must be the most sought-after woman in the story. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I almost feel like um, these books are way more detailed with the sex of the women than they are the men, because I felt like I felt like the Sag male sex part was really kind of short in my opinion. Like it just kind of went from like a little bit of sex and what they liked just jumped into the gay part. And then bar- they didn't even really mention to me the sex of the gay coupling. Um, it just kind of was meh, but they're going in major detail for the women. I don't know if that's just me, but that's just how I feel. Anyway, (laughs) the sign of Sagittarius is not known for having a vast number of strictly lesbian natives. In any case, regardless of how she sexually identifies the archeress is naturally and powerfully attracted to other strong women. Like fellow fire sign Leo, she typically surrounds herself with a bevy of females in the workplace delegates who will do her bidding. Still, as a boss, she is often serenely benign leader who never plays mind games or severally abuses her bitches the way the leo can likewise when it comes to the same-sex relationship she isn't looking to overpower a woman like her catty fire sign cousin as in her relationships with men she is drawn to successful self-realized leaders who per- personify a more elevated social educational financial or indeed intellectual status with her own she falls in love with ladies who are all she would be like uh, she falls in love with ladies who are all she would like to be lust and envy intertwine into searing crush that has far more than faint narcissistic overtones An imperious, sad spirit. She consumes those traits and tastes. She most co- covets in other women openly folding them into her own ever expanding per- personality, albeit in an artless way much in the manner of a young schoolgirl forming crushes and modeling, herself on popular Queen Bees. Straight or gay, she makes terrific girlfriend a terrific girlfriend caring and generous to a fault, physically demonstrative and at ease holding a lover's hand or arm just strolling down the street. Even a card carrying heterosexual Sash looks on lesbianism as absolutely natural and normal. As is her natural straight Sash may enjoy several friendships that find that ride the line between close and downright intimate. Sexual bonding between her and a buddy may be another symptom of her repressed need for closeness and gender Id- identification stemming, perhaps in no small part, back to her self-absorbed mom. In any case, Sag is erotically charged around other ladies and in, in over-the-top girly girl in her indulgences, which lie, of course, along luxurious lines. She frequents spas and resorts to get ma- get massages or goes on grooming and shopping sprees, gaining sense of empowerment as one of two gal pals out on a lark. She needs the validation regardless of her sexual orientation of men's affections. She is generally secure, but she worries about breeding resentment and jealousy in other women. You see, there's always a hint of vanity in even her most modest of emotions, and she is eager to prove herself capable to -to female-to-female affinity. If a sudden kiss after an intimate conversation or an excess of wine, has happened between Sag and a close girlfriend once. Well, it's happened a thousand times. With the arduous dose does indeed outright identify as gay. Her appreciation for extraordinary women becomes that much more apparent. Just as starting in her youth, she latches onto teachers, bosses, and other such mentors who inspire her on their signature. Sagittarian superconscious level. With such figures, she may form intense sexual and psychological bonds of oftentimes lasting no longer than a few months. This is the rub. The strong independent types to whom she is most attracted typically prefer to remain, the way, remain that way. Meanwhile, Sag herself is a worshipful lover, ritually preferring up as much pleasure to her partner as possible with equal zeal and rever- rever- reverence. In obedience to her lover's whim, she may be more experimental in the sack than her straight counterpart. Remember that there's always a hint of narcissism afoot. As part and parcel of being drawn to Pulitzer prize winner, CEOs, and top paid professional model athletes, Sash sees herself as a usually younger version of a lover on whom she seeks to imprint. If not, fi- if not find the proper tutelage for her lofty goals, which will be remarca- remarca- uh, remarkably uh, tongue-tidy, guys. I've been reading, like, all morning for this podcast. <laughs> Along the same... For similar lines, it's her lovers. The expansive archeress typically wants into whatever world of sophistication a lover inhabits as much, if not more, than wanting into her pants. The most exciting thing for Sag is to have both, a lover she truly desires and one who also represents the all-important element of entree. And that's it, guys. That's it for the Sagittarius woman. And I'll go ahead and jump into the couple- couplings. Uh, Of course, starting with straight and then jumping into the gay. Sagittarius woman, Aries man. She's a clear conveyor of sexual messages. He readily acts upon them. Aries and Sag share a body consciousness. Fitness is often a fetish. Sex is straightforward, spontaneous, no head trips, but never ho-hum. Taurus man sharing much in common, especially a need for attention. They clash when it comes to the essentials. She's happiest out in the world. He prefers the pleasure of home. Still sexually is sumptuous. Gemini man, she lives large. He invites such expansiveness, living vicariously. She believes his strengths offset her weaknesses. Sex is touchy-feely with lots of flirtatious foreplay. She encourages his looter tricks and touches. Cancer man, she's unpredictable, something he's unequipped to handle. Sexually, she falls into a category, fantasy fling. They share a soulful ideology. She uses sex to fasten his affections. In bed, he'll feel like James Bond. Leo man, Viger, and drive are what they share in common. Two colossal egos in tandem produce one of astrology's coincidental power couples. In bed, he's robust and ever ready. Sag matches such hardiness. Virgo man, he sees potential, a beauty with brains, and sets out to sculpt Sag in his grand vision. He's the rock, a stepping stone for her own envisions. In bed, she expects him to burn with desire. Does he? Lib- Libra man. His intellectual assets combined with her commercial capabilities create a powerful, profound partnership. He's her muse. This this pair proves it's possible to have it all. Sexually, they may be into other couples. Scorpio man. Her worldly radiance is kept under wraps. She's valuable commodity who should only shine in his sphere. He's such a persuasive partner. A departure. Sag feigns being forced into act. She's only too eager to try. Sagittarius, man, like a god and goddess on Mount Olympus Two Sagittarius make a mythical match. Together they feel entitled to the material wealth that seems to seek them. Sexually, this is the stuff of which legends are made of. Hey, I just noticed that these are like the same as the as the other ones. So I don't know why I'm reading this twice. I'm sorry, I'm not gone, but Mm, that's that was weird okay anyway slick sag and classy cat man are drawn to the best articles in society smoothly and successfully threading their way through the social fabric of their choosing in bed they're brassy and no holds barred they meet in uh aquarius man they meet and live and oh my gosh they meet and lives, our ter- lives are turned upside down. At first, they're formal, then suddenly may be love and marriage. Aquarius learns to lavish attention in bed. The estimable archerist won't accept anything less. Pisces man, each requires some solitude to survive this busy bond. Liberation might be their modus, a Everything else is secondary. Pisces reassures Sag of sex appeal. She finds new ways to get him going. Um. Okay, so I just noticed it's the same sign that's the same. So Sagittarius woman, Sagittarius man. It says the same thing. That's why I was like, wait the fuck a minute. Anyways, here's the gay coupling. So Sagittarius woman, Aries woman. Competitiveness creates a healthy sexual tension. Aries is the more overt character. Sag keeps her emotions uncharacteristically cached, cached superficiality is a pitfall. Still, it's a tomey, cozy twosome. Taurus women, their testimonial on the good life, though Taurus is easily sated sa- by simple luxur- luxury. Sag can't help but yearn for more, 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 even if they end up just close friends and erotic connection endures. Gemini women, a winning twosome. Gemini rise strapping Sag's coattails. Their partnership means more professional power, but business and pleasure blend beautifully in bed. It's a question of those Who's the boss? Sagittarius woman, Cancer woman, they embody different aspects of womanhood. Here, opposites attract as much as they annoy. Physical contracts are exploited for erotic potential. Still, on an emotional level, of the couple struggles. Um, okay, uh, Leo woman, a classic combination. Friendship is foremost, but sexually they don't suffer. Arguments erupt over extravagant spending. Life is glamorous. Love making smacks. Of Luke's pampering each other in passion. Virgo women, they approach life and love so differently. A bond between them is bound to be stressful. In consistency and reliability are persistent pitfalls. Compromises must be made. Sex too exposes conflict. Libra women, they are each other's ideal, but in different ways. Libra challenges her lover to utilize untapped talents. In turn, the scales gal is lifted beyond self-made sexual limitations. Often it's, it's a forever fair Affair. Scorpio women, they're a cloister couple who often relocate to remote locale. Together, it's a life of learning. Self-concerns con- are the focus. Both are erotically assessed, especially together. They bond best in bed. Sagittarius women, Sag is more spontaneous and social in the presence of a sign sister, but a long-term bond provides difficult to sustain with so little downtime. Nobody's dealing with the details. Sex is vigorous and revitalizing. Capricorn women, they consider each other stepping stones, is audacity, and caps common sense combine their influence and affluence augment embed. It's a Randy Rumble to determine who's in charge. Both are exhibitionists. Aquarius woman, anything's possible. The archer takes him, takes aim at the water bearer's grand plan and bullseye. Their partnership pays off. They're a sexy to some public about their lusts. They exude an ecstatic energy. Pisces woman. Sag seems to aggressive seems so aggressive to the pacifist Piscean. Later, the archer admires and even fears her partner's profound intuitive powers. Together, they have a greater purpose in bed. Both are passive-aggressive. So that's it, guys, for the Sagittarius woman. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was very interesting because it's just like, I felt like the, the Sagittarius man and the woman... I feel we're the most biggest opposites of each other. Like at least some of the other ones kind of had some things in common, but I felt like the man was very, you know, um, I don't know. He liked showing his emotions kind of to his woman, you know, he's worried about pleasing his woman, you know, Um, he's very confident. He's, you know, getting shit done. And then you get to the Sagittarius woman and it just seems like it's someone who's just almost really selfish. They're really only worried about themselves. Even in sex, they want to get themselves off. They believe in doing their own pleasure pleasure, because they can't really, you know, they're very performative. They're all about money and being, I don't know, almost kind of like a narcissistic kind of like personality. Um so that was very interesting to me, I would love to know what you guys think, um, you can always email me at the charminglibra07 at gmail.com, because I just felt like that was just, I don't know, just the complete opposites, um, but yeah, that's it for Sagittarius season, guys, like, it's come, and now it's gone, and now we're finna move into the Capricorn, um, I I would say Capricorn is one of the least ones that I know about. Um, I only have one Capricorn male friend um, that I know of. Um, I've never slept with one, of course. (laughs) Um, I've never dated one, to my knowledge, at least. Um, So it's going to be really interesting because I feel like Capricorn's let's just be real. They're kind of the least talked about out of all the Zodiac. You don't really hear much. And when you do, it's not great things. It seems, it seems like, you know, like they're boring. That's the main thing that I hear is that, Oh, they're boring. They're like, they're great with making money and that's all they're concerned about and everything. And that's really all you really hear. You don't really hear anything else. So it's going to be quite interesting learning about that. Um Guess I haven't really read much on it because I haven't really heard um you know, I just haven't really dated any or, you know, like I have a friend and but it's not the same as dating one. But anyways, my um yeah, it'll be interesting. But anyways to be quick because all my shit's running out of batteries. <laughs> um, I said that I manifest, I want to tell you guys how I manifested something. So I went and I went on TikTok and I saw that the, um, that this girl uh, was like, if you want to manifest something on the, and it was on the new moon, I think it was a new moon in Taurus. I or full moon. One of the two, I think it was a new moon. No, new. it was a Scorpio moon. I know that. So I think it was a new moon, new moon in Scorpio. Um, I wrote down what I wanted to manifest within the next, you know, Month or two, um and I wrote it down I think ten times, and I said it out loud um, each day. You can say either the whole ten things out loud or you can just say three three of them or six of them. I did the whole thing. I wanted ten thousand dollars just for myself, guys, and no joke, I manifested ten thousand dollars this month, so um <laughs> It's amazing. It actually, I manifested a little bit more than 10 grand, to be honest. It, it, but it was awesome. And it worked. You have to really believe maybe one day I'll have a, a podcast about this. But yes, I was able to manifest it, I think within a month. A mu- yeah, about a month it took. So don't expect it to happen the same day. You got to believe it happened and talk with power that has happened. I wrote, I, um, I have $10,000 in my bank. That's what I put. And yeah, so I manifested $10,000. So, uh, I have to go cause everything's going to shut off, but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and hopefully I'll probably talk a little bit more on it. Uh, come Capricorn season, that will be the next time you hear me. Merry Christmas, you guys happy winter solstice, happy, great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. Please Follow your passions, Um, you know, work, work work hard for what you want, for what you love in life. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. I love you guys so much. And I will be back next time. So take care.